This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses so many different things. Yes, sports, but of course, it's people, it's places, and it's weird traditions and concepts. But at its heart, it is all about its sports. It is all about its culture. And yes, it's all about the family, the Auburn family. And because it's about a family, it means we've got to include people in this, not just myself, your host, Kyle Loomis, but my co-host. And the reason that you guys actually show up to this show, <laughs> my co-host again, Austin Scott, joining me for episode 22, back in the seat after a little bit of a kind of a break for you, sir. Yeah, I, I don't know about all everyone showing up for me. I, I think they're showing up to, if they're live to see the cameras fall again, but um, happy, <laughs> happy to be back. Uh with you recording at our normal time, um, for those that don't watch live, we uh, last week was actually a recorded episode. I think we pulled back the curtain a little bit and, yeah, and told everyone that you, you'd be gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, welcome back, Kyle. And and you, you certainly didn't miss much. You never miss much. when It's never dull. In, or it's always dull in Auburn. So oh, you didn't miss anything at all. Austin, like, okay. So here, this is one of the things that we're going to talk about. Our first segment's Auburn Potpourri, as we call it for some reason. I, I came up with that, and I take full responsibility for that weird name. <laughs> um, but I was going to talk about kind of any Auburn experiences I had on a trip. And I went to, to Walt yes. Disney World. If you know me, you know that's not a shock. Uh, so I was What's down our, there. What was our War Eagle count? Uh, surprisingly low, oh man, which was quite disappointing. And there was only one really good war Eagle moment that I was trying to make happen. But like, you know, that awkward moment where you're trying to get someone's attention, where it's not like you're obnoxious about it, but just kind of like, want, yeah, pull them aside and say, or not even aside, just kind of get their attention very lightly and say, Hey man, war Eagle, you know, that kind you of thing. Have a, you want to make sure it's a mutual war Eagle and that you're just not going out fully on your limb by yourself. Right. Well, here, this is even funnier. So kind of relating this to other fandoms too. my sister-in-law shout out to her. I don't, I don't think she watches this show, but if she does shout out to, to you, Brittany, uh, she's a huge Kansas Jayhawks. She's also an Auburn fan. Okay. She's a Kansas Jayhawks basketball fan. They got a lot of history of that in her family. So they had, uh, she had an opportunity for their War Eagle moment in, if people know Disney, Hollywood Studios, coming out of mm. a, a gift shop. They met right in you know, the line. She gave whatever their phrase is. And he kind of just gave her the, huh, you know, kind of thing. And I said, uh, don't you uh, hate that? Yeah. Don't you hate the worst thing someone can do when you say War Eagle is say thank you? Or I, I mean, yeah. actually, I'd probably rather you just ignore me than say thank you. Yep. Say War Eagle back. That's all I'm yes. Saying. Maybe I can convince myself you didn't hear me if, exactly. if you just don't say anything. Yeah. So that is uh, that one moment I had. I, I was literally trying to kind of find that in, in the middle of a queue line at Disney, trying to mm -hmm. like get their attention. Hey, man, it wasn't going to happen because I wasn't going to be the guy that yells out RT, you know, the Bama uh -huh. fans out there. Didn't see any of those this time around, which was quite shocking. Wow. Too. So, yeah. Um, we did see a couple of Auburn cars. We always see Auburn cars out there, but it's just seeing them wearing their shirts in right. a Disney park is, is very rare. Uh, I did wear my Auburn shirt when we went to Universal because I'm not a big Universal guy, so I, I feel like I can represent Auburn there and sure. not feel like I'm doing something in a, in, or out of line. Everybody wears Disney shirts at Walt Disney World, but anyway, this is not the Disney show. Uh, it can become that. <laughs> I, I tend to do some other things on the side uh, related to that. A little quick plug there. Um, 
but yeah, that's really the extent of it. I was hoping to come back with more exciting details for you, but it's not from a, a lack of trying and, and it just wasn't, uh, there weren't a lot of us out there because I guess we're so busy with basketball and I missed a ton of stuff. They, I mean, it, there just a few things went down uh, and we'll get into it, but uh, it's just, it's never dull on the hardwood and, and just some heartbreaking stuff. So I just want to make sure you didn't see anything live, correct? Or, or just, just following up the aftermath. So I saw the, I saw most of all the games, uh, whether I was oh, okay. in line driving somewhere uh, I, the biggest thing that I was not able to keep as quickly up to date with was the recruiting stuff that was happening. Thank you. I mean, again, Hugh freeze so happy you're here and so happy. You're just like knocking it out of the park right now with mm-hmm. recruiting and Bruce Pearl. Uh, but could y'all not do it while I'm on vacation? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, literally, could y'all just fit my schedule perfectly when I'm not on vacation and just have them commit the next week. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Because it's not the world revolves not around me. Ask. Yeah, I mean, really out there. So great recruiting week as well. That that was pretty yeah. fun to, you know, tune in on and see everything that was supposed to happen football wise happened, and obviously some some basketball. I don't were they, were they surprises, Austin? See, you're getting me up to up to date here, basically. Sure. I, I think as we got closer, people were expecting it and expecting it to kind of those to fall our way. Um, but you know, all recent developments have kind of everybody getting the same info uh, and all the predictions starting to get logged. So, but you know, two, two guards, which I think everybody's happy about some, some elite guard play coming in and then a, a quarterback, which is always going to get some headlines. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good week all around and I thought it was great that they both, both coaches on social media were kind of yeah. pumping the other uh, when they had their recruits. And I think right. they all kind of knew what was coming to be able to help each other but um yeah good week for auburn in the in the recruiting publicity area i guess can i can i ask this how do you feel about bruce still doing the boom thing from gus how, how did how does that make you feel yeah um you know i thought i saw someone say i'm glad he's still doing it and and i guess when bruce was at tennessee he, there wasn't really the social media thing of right post something every time we get a recruit so he didn't really have his own thing but he would have. Um, Let's be honest. He would. He would have. But now, but I don't know if it would have been boom or not. Right. I, th- I think right. that was more. He came here. Gus was doing it. He's trying to acclimate himself in. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's his own thing. I think, I, you know, we've said before that Coach Freeze's thing is Yahtzee. Yeah. I didn't see a Yahtzee this weekend. So I wonder, I don't know if he did a boom or, or n- n- something, or maybe Walker White was a, the quarterback that committed was more of a surprise on the moment, uh, but I didn't see his Yahtzee thing. So I don't know if it, maybe he's changing things up or, or what, but. Uh, well, we also had Jaden Lewis uh, the, the, true. The, yeah, that committed, but you know, sometimes they'll post things that happen. There's these things, silent commits and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So that may have already been addressed and we just didn't Fair know enough. about it. All those kind of things. I doubt with the Walker white situation that that had already been addressed social media wise through a quick yeah. tweet or something like that. But I, I just, that was one of the things that I'm, I'm standing in a line in, in universal, I think it was. And I was like, boom, man, that brings back some memories, you know, uh, yeah. tugs I'm at okay my, my heart it. a little bit. I, I know it does. I'm okay with it. Then now there was a point where Bruce tweeted boom with four exclamation points. And I was like, 
do we have four commits? I know. And we, and we don't. We have three. So it's just a complete. Unless hit. it's but a silent commit. There you go. You never know. But uh, I did think about that, and I was like, that used to be really fun. I remember when we all figured that out, and we all thought we were really smart for a while. And it was also like, okay, he's not just putting 27 exclamation points for no reason. <laughs> well, just think about what uh, if uh, Gus, uh, Gus, if he was doing that this time, how many oh, he would have to oh do because we gosh. went like into the 30s this time around. So, yeah, I, I obviously the bulk of all that had already happened in the early signing period. So I wasn't too worried about not being able to confirm that Jeremiah Cobb had signed as we all knew yeah. he was going to do. Ha- thankful that that came to fruition. Thankful that that all worked out because. I, we're going to get into the controversial stuff that happened. It, it, it's not an Auburn week if, you know, good and bad doesn't come with it. I even saw someone tweet out this week kind of summarizing the events, and it was great for me to kind of put that all in perspective, being kind of separated from it all. It was like, we got this, 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 and then we're about to do this, and it didn't happen. I was like, and that's the Auburn way. <laughs> you can have all, you got all these wins lined up, and there's going to be one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just hurts just a little bit more than we'd like it to. So it was a fun little fun little week away, but I'm happy to be back in the saddle. I'm happy that we have so much to discuss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the probably the most controversial thing. And we're going to use this as we typically do uh, during this time of year to give a good basketball update um, all the way around usually. But we want to kind of hone in on one controversial thing that happened this week for Auburn basketball. Last that we checked in with all of you. Uh, we did not get to cover the West Virginia game because we had to record a little bit earlier. So we all know that we lost to West Virginia and, uh, Little little surprised by that, I'll I'll admit. Yeah. Um the Georgia loss and what we did to them, not shocked in the least about that. I knew that team was gonna come out and lay the wood to them in Neville Arena. Uh Tennessee loss should not be shocking. The way we lost mm. should be shocking. Uh, be cons- given some history. But before we hit that, but before we hit that though, just kind of some summarizing thoughts from you about the week that was for Auburn men's basketball, how you're processing all that things that maybe you're thinking about with the losses and the one and the win. Yeah. I, I mean, we, like you said, we didn't record, we recorded before West Virginia last week. The first half was about as abysmal as you can get. Uh, and the second half they, they fought back from, you know, about 17, 18 down and, and made it a game. Uh, and then just, you know, came up just short on a pretty, in a pretty crazy environment. Um, but, you know, they took that into the Georgia game, blew the doors off the Bulldogs, um, got some revenge like they a lot of them wanted, um, and it was good. And, and then it was kind of all building up to this Tennessee game. And was it going to be, you know, we knew Tennessee had, had taken a loss in the midweek to Florida, so they were looking for a bounce back. Everybody knew about their defense. Auburn's got a pretty good defense of their own. Uh, and it certainly showed because there was no one shooting the lights out in that game uh, when you – when the final score is in the forties, 
uh, it's a pretty abysmal game, but I really think I've seen a lot of people say, well, if they'd shot better than 22%. And I really just, I really give credit to the defense of both teams. Is there bad shot selection? Yeah. There's really bad shot selection by both teams sometimes, but both teams are incredible defenses. And, you know, just because you shoot 22% doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're wide open every time taking a shot you should make. Um, so that's what I that's what I was going to ask you too. So you you're subscribing to the theory that more so that this was more so on the defenses than just poor offensive production. I I do I think so. I'm more so, like you said, I think there's there's parts of both, but that's been the way Auburn's won games this year. That I know they scored ninety something against Georgia at home on Wednesday, but that's been the anomaly all year. Is they've won games by gritting it out, playing hard on defense. And they held a really good defense, or they, I'm sorry, they held a good sharp shooting three point shooting team on offense to just 46 points in Tennessee. Right. So I think both teams played incredibly. The problem I have, and this is where we're getting into the bulk of this, is that game, they swallowed their whistles for the first like six minutes. And then we go on a whistle spree where we're just happy to pull it out and, and beep it as much as we can. And then at the end, we swallow it again. And, and, when we can't even be consistent in the same game. And so uh, I'm just – I'm not overly excited about how officiating's been um, across college basketball, and it just really doesn't surprise me that it showed up like that. Um, and I'm – truthfully, I'm more of a, in favor of in that final 10, 10 seconds letting it just play out. You know, let the kids right. play if they make a shot. But when it's something that blatant and just that – Awful. I, it's hard for me to see how you swallow your whistle in that moment, or, or at least not even have a conversation about it. Um, but th- it's just—it was a poorly officiated game. I'm, that doesn't excuse if Auburn had made right just a couple more shots, they win that game. If they make a bunch more shots, like at a normal clip, it's a blowout on a road in a road atmosphere against the top two team in the country. So uh, it's just unfortunate. But I, it's hard for everyone to see and we've all seen the back-to-backs we all figured out this this rule of you got to give the shooter space to land in another heartbreaking fashion mm. what four years ago kyle in mm. the final four we've all seen that stings that like one, it was yesterday that one was less blatant than this one and so i mean samir dowdy could have just took kyle guy's legs out from under him and, and flipped him over like Plavich did on Wendell Green yesterday, but he did it. And so I, it's just it's frustrating that there's not consistency. I know it's not the same referees. There was the exact same call against Auburn in the game yesterday that was the same referees. But it's just a whole it's a whole bunch. If we want to get into a whole officiating segment, we could go talk about some inflated scores for gymnastics on Friday night. But <laughs> we we'll just to stick to basketball for now. We'll just stick to basketball for now. Yeah, uh, like I said in opening segment, uh, it's not an Auburn week if it's not a lot of this roller coaster. It's not an Auburn Amen. game, match, meet, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's just the Auburn way. Uh, we, we got a lot of highs and a lot of lows, too. And some of them are self-inflicted. and Some of them are not. Um, and I, I want to say this, too. And I've found myself personally, I think people who know me can attest to this, that I've maybe, I don't know if matured is the right word, but uh, – I used to be one of these big, you know, blame the refs guys type of thing. So I don't want this to take away from our discussion that 
you know, we're just being all about the refs. I've actually mm-hmm. been very quick. If people recall in live stream reaction shows to like, say people are like, Oh, the refs lost that one for saying, I don't know about that. I mean, you don't, if you're not in that situation, it doesn't affect you. And yes, that is true here. However, <laughs> the officiating society at large deserves an opportunity to apologize not deserves. I don't know. That wasn't the right word. The officiating society, everyone that's ever put on the, the white and black stripes needs to find Samir Dowdy and apologize to him today. <laughs> today. If you ever said anything bad about Samir Dowdy, you need to apologize to him today because if that was a foul and it was in, in, yeah, absolutely. in the Samir Dowdy situation in the final four, to the letter of the law. It's kind of like right. this uh, targeting stuff. Don't get me started on that tonight, okay? To the letter of the law, that was a foul. Yes. In that situation, given how you had called the rest of the game, should that have been called? Probably not. Should this have been called, given what happened that last time? Probably yes, because it's the same yeah. exact scenario. Probably a little bit more. I think someone today on social media made the point that if you watch Samir Dowdy, he he comes into him, but he moves off to the side as he's doing mm-hmm. it, clearly trying to avoid contact. I forget his name for Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Plavich Just, or whoever. And listen, it's a little guy versus a big guy, right? It, you, it's yeah. going to look worse. I acknowledge that. Doesn't even try. Just post up and leans into him. And yes, you have to give a clear room to go up and come down and did not. Wendell Green was fouled should have been three shots yes he has to make the three shots to tie to send it into overtime absolutely all that's at play we're acknowledging every caveat every scenario that you could whether this is auburn's fault or not they're even in the situation horrible awful despicable call non-call and i'm surprised bruce didn't get like fined or something for it and he showed he showed more restraint than i would have well and and Bruce, you know, that's another thing about the whole thing is the officials don't make the call on an egregious foul and then just take off with their tails tucked, head into the locker room to provide no kind of conversation with a coach they just spent 60 minutes with referee in the game, uh, which isn't surprising if you watch the way they handled, interacted with Bruce the entire game anyway. But it's just no one's justifying – the call, everyone's just saying, well, if Auburn had made their shots, they wouldn't have. And that is totally accurate. If they'd made their shots, if they'd made one more three, if they'd made two more layups, it, it's not a big thing. If they made all their free throws, sure. But it's it doesn't discredit the fact that it's a foul. No one, right. you know, we can play, you can say we're playing the blame game all day long, but it was a foul, you know? like, And that, like you said, Kyle, I think you brought up a great point. Wendell Green still has to make the free throws. He might go up there and make one. He might make none of them. Right. But he's it's still a foul. And it, right. it's one of the worst that we've seen in college basketball this year. And pretty much everyone's universally in agreement about that. Yeah. Well, um, when you've got so major it, you got major networks picking this up, making shorts video about this and say and say even just asking the question, was this a foul now? You if it's big enough for you even to make a video, make a, a statement, or I think there was something. And maybe I'm wrong. I was on coming back from vacation, but I, 
I feel like there was an ESPN ticker that said, was this a foul, Auburn versus yeah. Tennessee? Like, that should tell you something was wrong there. Yeah, it's just – it. I get the whole thing about – and I would love for our guys to be able to make shots and not be in that position. But the referees are also there to do their job. It doesn't matter if there's 10 seconds left, five seconds left. We've seen calls with less, way less time. So I, I really don't agree at all with the fact that the referees shouldn't have called it or they should hold their whistle during 10 seconds. If, if it's a foul like that, you were there to make that call and you have the responsibility to do so to make sure we get the fairest game possible. And, and that, did, that did not happen. No, no, it, it did not. And listen, my biggest thing with referees is they got a job to do. It's a tough job to do. But referees should not be affecting the outcome of the game. And, again, restating what we've already said, that Auburn should have never been in that situation. We get all that. They affected the outcome of the game, point blank, yep. by, by not doing something that they had done earlier. So we'll, we'll still lament about that. I don't think it'll become to the level of Virginia double-dribbled. Uh, which I threw no. one of those. I did. Let me go back to segment one. I did have that where uh, I didn't say it loud enough, probably for him to react to it. But I, as I was in line <laughs> at Disney World and just saw a Virginia fan that said, <clears throat> Virginia double dribbled. So, uh, you know, I guess <laughs> if people want to, we can go <clears throat> Tennessee fouled or whatever. But we'll just let it be for now. Still a lot of season left to play and see how it plays out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We like to kind of go off the wall from time to time here just to have a little fun within the Auburn experience. Uh, something that I missed completely during my vacation. Um, you had to make this make me aware of this, especially pre-show, that uh, with it being Groundhog Day, I, mm. if you choose to celebrate Groundhog Day, <laughs> sure. I honestly forget it's Groundhog Day every year. and would, Every it, year. Every year I would, re- I would remember – because I was in like elementary school and we do something, you know, like you paint the or draw the mm-hmm. little brown, color it in and every, you know, I would color it in yellow. Somebody would color it in orange and blue. Somebody would color, color it in red for some reason. It was the Alabama fan in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the nursery or whatever. Uh, that's the only reason I would stay up to date with groundhog day, but I love it when, you know, people, social media entities have kind of have fun with these little nonsensical holidays. seems like Auburn, at least the Raptor center, had a little fun with it. So you have more information on this. So I'm going to let you paint the picture. Be my, I'm going to, I was going to say Stan White, but we've addressed that last episode. Be mm. my Jason Campbell. Paint me the picture for our discussion about Groundhog Day as relates to the Raptors. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I, I hardly ever think about Groundhog Day. Uh, I truthfully can't tell you if it's the first or the second. I think it's the second, um, which would have been this past Thursday. Sounds uh, right. I'm going with just say it with confidence. And yeah, nobody Thursday. It was this past Thursday, and uh, I, think it was I saw. Well, I saw the day after whatever the day that was, that War Eagle Eight Aria had posted that for my ninth annual Groundhog Day prediction. Didn't like we said we did. Don't keep up with Groundhog Day. Didn't know she did Groundhog Day predictions. She flew up to the top of the Laurel Hotel and Spa rooftop. We've talked about War Eagle Heyday Market. That's right next to it. My efforts to get above the clouds and see some sunshine were unsuccessful. 
As I looked to the ground for my shadow, I could not see it. Therefore, I hereby declare spring will arrive early, early, hashtag War Eagle. I, Kyle, I love this. I think that we should definitely all, as Auburn people and the Auburn family, ascribe to Aria's predictions far more than some groundhog in Pennsylvania, um, mainly because she's much better than some half beaver that lives in the north, <laughs> and she's way more beautiful. And the fact that she actually gets out instead of just running around in a hole out of a hole and flies up to the top of a rooftop. Why can't we all go see this? I mean, this is an event that I would love to be at um, and watch happen. And so I, I have declared that from now on, I will ascribe to Aria's predictions of groundhog day, or I guess Eagle day. I don't know. And whatever she says, happen. And, and look, I'm always a fan of, I don't know if it's legitimate or not. I don't know how, what kind of track record, Punxsutawney Phil or Aria have, but I am always pulling for spring to come early. And so that's what Aria says this year. And so that's what I'm sticking with. I, I believe it. Cause I think the, the groundhog, whichever one you subscribe to saw, I think it saw it shadow. And that means more winter. I, I don't, I can't listen. I, I don't, uh, who knows? I don't mm-hmm. care. All I care is about Aria, but either way um, it, it was funny to watch you know, I'm sure in the moment that happened and me kind of realized this after you were making me aware of this, it missed it in translation. I was like, I would subscribe to this too. We have a big event at the, the, the Lib, Lib, Liberain center. Is that how it's, how it's called? Sure. sure. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. Laurel hotel. What a Laurel Tony hotel. Liberain. Laurel hotel. Yeah. Excuse me. All of that over there, the tall buildings, you know, listen, before we know it, Auburn's going to be just a bunch of tall buildings. It's the way things no. are going. We'll get started in our crotchety old men segment. Let's if we go too far, save that for the summer. So uh, we could watch that come down. Here's what I would love to see is Aria come down and get a groundhog that's trying to see its shadow. It's like, no, we, we put the shadow down there, or, or we put the groundhog down there, yeah. and and then it's like, oh, I see my shadow. Oh, wait, that's not my shadow. That's Aria, and then I'm dead. But then I like I, that. That got really gruesome and, and morbid, and I don't think I intended it. <laughs> I don't know if the Laurel Hotel would like a live feeding in front of their hotel that's supposed to be a really nice hotel but it's one day out of the year so i say you go for it this feels and sacrificial in some way that's like, okay i i don't uh maybe we dress the groundhog up as an elephant or a bulldog or I, I was thinking what way we could tie <laughs> alabama into it but then you're still killing the live elm i mean it happens folks it's, it's the circle of life look i'm tying disney look, back into it they show her they show the trainers feeding her the mouse every football game live on that giant screen so i, I mean it's the circle of life. You're exactly right. It's, it's no, the nature of the way God intended. Not so when I don't know what the words are. To <laughs> I was singing it at Disney, but it didn't didn't happen that way. Uh, something else within this topic that you had mentioned would be kind of fun just for our last little bit here. The concept of Groundhog Day. There's a movie where you relive mm-hmm. a day over and over again uh, just to kind of round all this out. Is there like a auburn day that you would like to just relive over and i'm gonna take the national championship off the table because duh like fair enough duh. so fair is, enough is there an auburn day that you'd like to relive over and yeah over again? my other one it, or my one that i'd pick might be still pretty obvious but it there's more to it than just the event itself i think the day in 2017 that we beat alabama would be my pick. I, that was my last home game as a student and game day was there. And right. so it was literally a, well, do I really want to lift this over again? I was, we, we literally were up at 
five in the morning to make sure to get over there for game day. It was very cold, but we literally did. I don't think I went to bed till 1 a.m. And so it was literally a whole day of just super fun. Um, the game day experience, getting to go with my friends, my mom and my siblings were in town um, and just getting to eat breakfast with them and kind of experience the whole day with them. As you can imagine, or as we all know, it was a crazy atmosphere. People were packed into the town like crazy. Um, obviously, the game was super fun. I got to be with my best friends from college. The last game we all got together, get on the field, go to Tumors. My dad, after he we were spent so much time at Tumors, my dad and siblings stay the night with me at my apartment. Uh, you know, my roommates fall asleep, and my dad's like, you know, it's, it's our big thing to go get the T-shirt from Tiger Rags, right? The, right. the drawing, the score. He's like, well, let's just go. You know, it's late, but they're open. Let's go. And so we did. Um, and then it was just kind of ended. But it was like the perfect way to end my football career at Auburn um, as as a student. And, uh, man, I we still talk about that game, the Georgia game that year, um, and just how much of – fun it was to be a student that day i think i could do that swag surf every day uh forever uh for being a student one more time so i, I think um, you'd get tired of it at some point though uh, well yeah. 5 a.m to 1 a.m i think i'm getting tired period if i'm doing this every day <laughs> but oh man it was awesome that that was a day that was long but i felt like i was just on adrenaline the whole day yeah. i'm gonna take some things that are pretty obvious. I, I said we can't take the national championship, but I'm actually going to take the day. Uh, one of my examples of the day before it. Uh, mm. I was a senior for the national championship. I worked uh, at the Walgreens there on Dean and Glenn for my entire time I was at Auburn because I had to pay a way through college. And I remember from like the time that I checked, I clocked in at work until um, game time how weird that day was, but how unique it was, how like the frozen tundra that had come in overnight mm. with that, like there was a freeze warning, snow warning that night too. And just the excitement, like all these people, we, I was a big part of the BCM downtown and it's still there, but it's in a different situation. We'll get into that in the show. Uh, but like people were just congregating there throughout the day. Like people didn't know what to do with themselves that, yeah. you know, before leading up to the game, like that type of electricity. It's very similar to what I would say would be another example. When we talked about it with um, Pearlville last year, kind of felt that the electricity that arises in the air, the tooth out, the kick six day. It was, but it was the day oh, before, yeah. the night before. I remember arriving on campus that late afternoon, meeting with people at their houses. You know, we ended up camping out outside the student uh, section to get in early because I mm. still was able to get in the student somehow, some way. Um, and the electricity that was in around it. Like people were just sitting, we were sitting in our living room. Like, what do we do with ourselves? Like the, this, this, that feeling, if I could feel that again, may, yes, experience some of those things again, even though it was freezing cold that day. Like that's what I would love to. Cause to me, it's almost that anticipation building up to that big moment, that big yeah. tri trip that I just got back from. That's almost just as fun as actually experiencing that. So if I could have a Groundhog Auburn day, it'd be something like that. And then we could go to sentimental things like getting engaged with my wife sure. at Auburn's campus. There's there's the the answer I'm supposed to give. And I, I do mean that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. those yes. are the type of things that I think outside of the obvious answers like, you know, that that I would want to experience again.
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a bunch of things I can think of that just made it a whole day. Um, and, you know, I think about the, you know, my first, if we want to go away from athletics, my first day at Auburn as a student. Um, oh, yeah. Like just thinking about figuring everything out on my own for the first time, getting to finally be at a place as a student I've wanted to be for years. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we could go outside of athletics. Um, I, strangely enough, I don't think I'd pick graduation because it was a very bittersweet day. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick graduation either for many reasons other than you're leaving Auburn, but yes, I agree with yes, you on that. Th- I mean that, yeah, I was so proud and excited and happy, but, uh, man, the bittersweetness of it is not something I think I want to relive over and over and over. Either way though, uh, we, we agree that we should try to make this a thing every February 2nd, I guess it is, uh, yes. not groundhog day. War Eagle Day, and maybe when we all celebrate that together, it'll like transport us into some time time vortex multiverse situation where we get to relive mm. our best Auburn days ever, even if it's the national championship, which is what everybody is going to say. Let's be honest. Mm. So, yes. You guys can have fun with that if you'd like to discuss it amongst yourselves, those of you that are watching or listening. But that's going to do it for episode twenty-two. We're back in the saddle. We're ready to get going here. We're getting into the meat of basketball season. And uh, it is going to ha- be, be a wild finish, I'm sure. So we're excited for the coming episodes uh, here and excited for all that. Everything else with spring that's heading our way very, very shortly. On our way out, we always want to remind you where you can find us. Austin, where can they find you if they want to talk to you about random things? Oh, I love random things. Come chat with me about any random thing you want at uh, Austin G. Scott. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Kyle Loomis 24. Obviously talk a lot of Auburn, but apparently I talk a lot of Disney too, as I've referenced several times throughout this. So you can uh, talk about that over there with me if you want to hit me up later. Thank you guys so much for tuning in episode 22 of the Auburn Experience podcast. Till we talk to you again. War Eagle. War Eagle.